Struggling with a bag of groceries, a pod of pothos ivy, and a cart of special ice cream parfaits fast melting in the sticky heat of the June afternoon, Sherry Mason pushed the door of her small car shut. She eyed with misgivings the flight of concrete steps which led to her second-story apartment. It had been quite a day. Her boss at the St. Louis office of the Vierre shipping lines where she worked had a broken ankle, and this had been the day he decided it was time to catch up on some of the backlog of work. Since he was still laid up in bed at home, Sherry had spent the day acting more as liaison between him and the office than as a secretary. She had zipped back and forth a dozen times carrying instructions and papers to be signed. On the last trip, she had not only been caught in a traffic jam, her own car had been struck from behind— Although the damage was minor, there had been an endless wait in the hot sun for a policeman to fill out the accident report. She had spent the entire time fending off the attentions of the man who had run into her car. Returning to the office, she discovered that she had missed several telephone calls, at least two of them from Lucien Vierre, the owner of the New Orleans-based shipping line. Why he should be trying to reach her, she had no idea. She could only suppose it had something to do with her employer— Her temper had been tried yet again on the way home. At the supermarket, the cash register at the checkout counter had run out of tape just as she pushed her filled buggy into place beside it. No, it was not an afternoon for feats of strength. On the other hand, she just did not have the energy to make two trips up the stairs with her purchases. Sherry was halfway to her front door when she heard the telephone— Its jangling ring inside her apartment had a persistent sound, as if the caller had no intention of being disappointed. Fishing her key from her shoulder bag, getting it in the lock and the door open required a juggling act worthy of a circus. It was only bad luck in the form of a loose throw rug that sent the pot of ivy flying from her grasp. Damn, Sherry said, and annoyance was still strong in her voice as she reached for the shrilling phone and spoke into the mouthpiece. Miss Mason? Yes. Sherry tucked the receiver into her shoulder as she lifted the heavy bag of groceries onto the kitchen counter. The carton of parfaits needed to go into the freezer at once, but she could not quite reach it. Lucien Vierre, I was told at the shipping office that I might reach my brother Paul at this number. Lucien Vierre, managing director of the Vierre shipping lines, a vast conglomerate with interests not only in river commerce and ocean-going freighters, but also in petroleum, large-scale farming, and sugar refining. As secretary to a minor official in the department dealing with river transport, Sherry was a small cog in an enormous piece of financial machinery. It was disconcerting to be singled out in this way. She had heard much of this man, but never spoken to him before. The deep tone of his voice with its seductive trace of a French accent was a surprise. Miss Mason... I'm sorry, Mr. Vier. Your brother is not here. When do you expect him? The small space of time between his first question and her answer had apparently aroused suspicion in his mind. His tone indicated a tightly leashed impatience. I don't, Sherry replied. I didn't know Paul was in St. Louis. Who had given this man her number? No doubt it was Sarah, the girl on the switchboard at the office. She worshipped power and men— not necessarily in that order. The disbelief that greeted this information came strongly over the wire. As the silence stretched, Sherry frowned. What on earth had Sarah told this man? She was not left long in doubt. 
I understand that you have seen Paul often in the past few months. I have gone out with him, yes, Sherry admitted. Paul Vier was an attractive, fun-loving man with a southern gentleman's appreciation of women. She had enjoyed his company when he was in St. Louis on business for the firm, but no more than that. You have been his constant companion, in fact. I don't think I would put it that way, Sherry began with some heat, only to be interrupted. Put it how you please. It is urgent that I find my brother, and I will not tolerate interference, whatever the motive. Believe me, Miss Mason, Paul has no need of your protection. Do you or do you not know where he can be reached? Sherry hung on to her temper with the greatest difficulty. I am not protecting Paul, she said distinctly. I have no idea where he is. I suggest you try his usual hotel.